All sports, all the time. There's heroes and there's legends. Heroes get remembered. Legends never die. This is the Spoken Podcast. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. I'm your host, Lance Woodwell. Man, that kid, he can ball, man. He can ball. Touchdown, Kansas City! Man with freaking Mahomes, baby! Uh, let's talk some sports, because that's what we're here to do. You are tuned in to the Spoken Spoken. This is the Spoken Podcast. I'm your host, Lance Woodwell, here inside the KC Beer Co. Studios with my guys, Eddie Ortiz yo, yo, yo. and Trevor Twidwell. What up? Uh, glad to be back here on a Friday this glad time. Glad to be back. I glad to be back. Week. Yeah, we missed Eddie last week on Sunday. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, almost lost you. Yeah, we, we almost had to replace you. I'm kidding. <laughs> it was like, who's Eddie? <laughs> right. The Mr. Phil in the Cracks himself is back. And we are at full strength, guys. Finally, we're here on Friday. And we're here to be, we're glad to be recording uh, episode 17, giving you guys our thoughts and opinions on all things sports all the time, as our guy Shaggy Shane said in the intro. And um, last night, I'll get right to it. Uh, last, first of all, actually, let me, let me step back. Uh, I want to thank all of our listeners again. Uh, Trevor and I talked about the Patreon, which we are still setting up. Um, we are going to get that all out there. We're going to get exclusive content for those that want to sign up for our Patreon. So just uh, be patient with us. We will be getting that done. And uh, thanks for all the listeners, uh, as you guys have uh, really been spreading the word for us. We really appreciate it. We've had a lot of people messaging us and asking us about the show as we continue to go forth. I want to thank all of our supporters. So let's get right into the show that you guys like to listen to. Um, The NBA draft took place last night. Um, I would say that I was a little underwhelmed with it. Not that I was expecting a, a ton of excitement or anything of that nature, but I was I was expecting it to be a little bit more than what it really was, honestly. I mean, I think we all knew that that Zion was going to be the you know the consensus number one pick. Uh, John Morant going number two does not shock me at all, and RJ Barrett going number three doesn't shock me in the slightest either. Those are easily the three best players in this draft, and I think they went accordingly. What I was surprised though was how I f- I feel like the teams were being really conservative. Yeah, I was expecting a little bit more of a desperation. Uh, from some of these teams that, quite trades. frankly, need to. Because if you look at the free agent market right now, like guys like Al Horford and these guys are projecting and predicting that they're going to get paid really well because Al Horford, who's 33 years old and is a good player, not a great player, um, opted out of a $30 million guaranteed contract with the Celtics next season awesome. to get more money. So he obviously knows something. Yeah. So I was thinking, man, these these teams are going to – um, do the same thing in the draft where they know that you know, they're going to have to spend big money on guys or they're going to have to go get top-tier players or trade for top-tier players. And we didn't see a ton of that last night. We did see some confusion with the hats. Uh, NFL GMs were talking about how the NBA needs to get you know get rid of this whole system where they have a guy walk up there with the Lakers hat and gets traded to the Cavs or whatever the situation. Hawks, oh, I'm yeah. sorry, the Hawks. I keep yeah. saying the Cavs. The Hawks. And that was uh, – obviously it was kind of embarrassing. We saw Andrew Wiggins do that a few years it ago. It was weird. Like the, the- – to be honest, that was my first NBA draft like that I watched uh, a pretty solid almost hour. Yeah. I didn't watch all of it, I but of when it. when I saw the fourth pick, I obviously knew it was for the Hawks because Anthony Davis got traded to the Lakers, the Pelicans got that fourth pick, and then the Pelicans traded it to the Hawks. Right. So I expected it to be like the Hawks pick, but when I saw Lakers pick, I was like I was confused because in the NBA, as soon as they trade a pick, it becomes that team's pick. You know, it doesn't didn't stay with the previous team's pick. like So that confused me a little bit. That was weird. That was odd. I, I agree. And and to be honest with you guys, I 
like again, the NBA draft is not the same as the NFL draft. We can't expect no. it to be the same because it's just not. And that's the point of emphasis here. So I, I guess I was just being a little spoiled because they hyped it up. You know, they yeah. talked about how this was going to be, there's going to be so many teams that were going to get desperate and, and want to, to make big moves because this was the off season to do so. And there we need big names to make big moves for really. Though. That's and that's the, yeah. The thing I took away from the most in these last couple drafts is the depth of the, the traditional big man. Yeah. I mean, we know we've been seeing that coming for, you know, the last few seasons with the, the, the Warriors kind of sparked that the whole like small ball type thing. And, and it obviously worked. Um, so yeah, I mean, you see all these big dominant guys, you know, taco didn't get drafted, you know, a lot of these, you know, uh, and bull bull didn't get drafted to like 44th spot or something like that. Yeah. These, these are big time, big men that would dominate in some other era eras. I was so, just talking yeah, about Eddie on the, before the show started about yeah. that, about how bull bull just was in the wrong era. Yeah. Yeah. Now, straight dude, up in the eighties. He would have been drafted maybe first. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, he's a, he's a first round. What is he? Seven foot five, seven foot six. He's and he's, a, I think he's seven two, but he's, he's a good player. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Taco two tacos. What? Seven, four tacos. One that's like seven, four. He's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. he, he's his mobility is a little questionable, but yeah, the draft was definitely lukewarm. Not very entertaining outside of Zion. Uh, there wasn't much. Hype. Uh, yeah. I was going to say other than Zion, like I honestly did not know like much about any other player. A lot of foreign uh, players in this in I this draft. I think more entertaining if Zion went to the Knicks. If the Knicks got that pick, yeah, I think that's what everybody kind of wanted. The NBA, I think the NBA way. definitely wanted no one's that. Excited about the Pelicans. Yeah, let's, the, let's be real. The they NBA, the NBA, yeah, the NBA definitely wanted Zion to be in, in, a, in a bigger market, especially yeah. the biggest market in New York. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate that didn't happen because I think it would have been more of an interesting yeah, New Orleans, story. But New Orleans is not a good basketball town, dude. It's not, and, just, it, and maybe, they, maybe they're trying to sell the Pelicans. But see, here's the thing: to a better owner i don't know here's the thing you got to think about though is that what changes bad cities or bad bad sports towns success success yeah i mean look at cleveland all these years they were horrible they draft lebron james and their entire infrastructure has changed for yeah, we, 14 we know years that about cleveland though cleveland's always had great fans they've always had they're good, loyal they're very loyal i mean that's all they really have that's all they that really town, have man. exactly but look at new orleans fans. i mean besides besides mardi gras i mean what do they really have in new orleans like alligators yeah, and the Saints. Saints. You, can't, you can't you can't no, deny the Saints. Football town. The Saints have great yeah. fans. Yes. But and it's a dome, so it's perfect. You know, there's never a weather issue with the fans. They're always oh man, I, I was uh, I was down in New Orleans for that uh Rams New Orleans game. Uh the it's a the, cool city. The vibe yeah. was just unbelievable. Like the setup they had around downtown and, and all that yeah. stuff. Did you do any voodoo? It was awesome. No, I didn't do <laughs> I didn't do any voodoo. Um like Cajun, I did get a sharp pain in my back Cajun when you were down there. Cajun style anything is fucking delicious yeah. on there. Yeah, we're Cajun, so we know all about that. Boy, yeah. you ain't lying. Well, I mean, and speaking of the Pelicans, I mean, everybody's talking about their haul that they got in return. Um, for Anthony Davis, for uh, Solomon Hill, the number 56th pick and a future second round pick, um, the, the uh, Pelicans got Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart, the number eight pick, which turned to Jackson Hayes, number 17 pick, which turned into Nikhil uh, Alexander Walker. The number 35th pick, which turned into Marcos Luzada Silva, the 2020 projected first-round pick from the Hawks via the Cavs, the 2021 projected first-round pick from the Lakers, the 2023 unprotected pick swapped with the Lakers, yeah. and the 2023 unprotected first-round pick from the Lakers with right to defer in 2025. Oof. So, so there's a lot of a lot, there's a lot of language there. Right, right, right. <laughs> but lot. how much of that is really is this is what I look at, and I've been listening to a lot of people talk about this uh, all day long. I listen to Gottlieb, I listen to a, a few other guys, and what I what, and some of them kind of echoed my sentiments, or I, I guess I'm going to be echoing their sentiments, but. What in any of that tells you that it's more valuable than what Anthony Davis can give you at 26 years old I'll right now, now and for the next five to six years? It's a matter of fact. Uh, I mean, it's not. It's not. Yeah. And, and that's my point. Is you that have a proven commodity of top five 
superstar. Yeah. Yes, exactly. And he, he does mean, have his injury problems. There, yeah. There is that to consider. But the fact That's is, anybody, he though. is, at, at full strength, one of the five best players in the NBA, and he's not even really in his prime. He's, he's a different kind of superstar, too, because he's not like a Steph Curry where he's one-dimensional. The dude can do everything, and he's seven-foot nearly. Yes. Right? I mean, it's, that's and he's an amazing defender. At first, when uh, when I heard about the trade, I, I remember I talked to Lance, uh, and Lance kind of changed my views on on a couple things. I was like, I think they over overpaid for Anthony Davis when I saw that many first round picks. Right. But then he made me realize that okay, they're gonna be a playoff team. They're not gonna be in the lottery pick. So right, they're gonna be the bottom. What? Of the yeah. First. So what picks of those picks are actually really good picks? Yeah. Think about the bottom of the first of the draft last night. Do you even really know many of those? Any of those? No. Really, we after, only really pay attention to like the top the, five. Yeah, top I was gonna guys. say after the third pick, that's when it was like random, just random right. guys coming in. You know. Right. So I, I was like, okay, you know, then I can kind of see. They didn't overpay for him, you know? Yeah. Like you said, like, all that matters is if they get one, let alone two rings out of this, no one's – like, oh. like uh, I think, I think who was it Shannon Sharp I think that was talking about? Who, who remembers what Will Chamberlain was, was – or not Will Chamberlain, but uh, Kareem was traded when he got traded to Lakers? Who did they trade for him? No one even remembers who they were. You know, and then all they remember is the rings that he got. You know, so that's, <laughs> yeah. that's all that matters. That's, that's the point. And, yeah. and with, with an organization like the Lakers, these are the type of moves that they make because of the fact that – they're in it to win it. I mean, let's just be honest. I'm not being cliche here, but no. that's what separates them from the Pelicans. The Pelicans did get a big hole as far as, like I said, there's a lot of language. Yeah, the ass, they, got, they got some young guys yeah. that could end up becoming stars. But one thing we do know is that Anthony Davis is a star. He's a right. superstar. No, and you're teaming him up with LeBron James. Yeah, I know they got Zion, but Zion may never even be nearly as good as, as AD. Yeah, he's got we the potential. Zion could be maybe... Blake Griffin, Blake Griffin, light. We right. know what he's going to be. And, 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 but let's say, let's say Zion pans out, right? Sure. And let's say that that Lonzo plays well. Let's say everything goes right with who the guys they got right now. Right. Are you telling me the Pelicans won that trade still? No, no, because at yeah, best that's a playoff team. Yeah. The Lakers, at their fullest potential, are winning the championship. So if we're in it to win it, like I just said, the Lakers won this trade every single angle and every single way you look at it because right. of the fact they got the sure thing. Well, let's be real. They got the sure thing. In the NBA and NFL specifically, it's a what have you done for me lately kind of league. So most fan bases are not patient enough to build. And it's funny. That's always the narrative I've heard from a lot of Laker fans too. Or the the, the, the certain sect of Laker fans are talking about, oh, we had a young core. You know, we wanted to stop. Most of you guys don't want to wait around. You guys want rings now. You know, that's how most fan bases. And then that's it's fine, especially in L.A. That's what you do there. You know, on the coast, that's what you do. So, I mean. If they well, want a ring, it's can everyone's going to wipe away everyone's memories. Yeah, I would have to ask those Laker fans in particular because I don't know anybody really like that, or I don't well, associate I know, myself with anybody like that. Yeah. But I guess my question to them would be because I talked to Lakers fans other our guy Steve Estrada. Right, right, right. Um, I talked to him about it a lot, and he's he's pretty level headed about yeah, it. He's are, actually really excited. Yeah. My question is, are, are are they getting complacent because of the fact that over the last six plus years the Lakers have been out of the mix when it comes to championships? Yeah, I don't know. I think. One of the more, if they conceded it to the I, Warriors, I, think, I mean, I, yeah. I I don't know. I think Lakers fans are more; they don't want to see anybody above Kobe because that's the, that was their guy. No, those are the Kobe fans. No, but I'm saying, I'm saying, Lakers, yeah, there is a separate but, entity. Yeah, yeah but, but I know I'm what you're saying. saying. A, a lot of a lot of a lot of Lakers fans are like, I don't want to see nobody above Kobe. Yeah, like, those, I, they just those don't want to see fans that. that 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 defaced Keep, the, the LeBron mural. Exactly. And didn't deface the AD one for some reason. Go figure. You know, so yeah, it's there's definitely a sect of. Um, the Kobe fans out there that just have some weird animosity towards the, LeBron. The loyal to Kobe. I'll never, that they don't I'll never understand nobody. it. That's a fan-made thing. It's it, well, you, when you're dealing with a fan base that big. That right I mean, th think about it. 
you, you think about all the millions of people out there on our planet that are Laker fans, that are Yankee fans, that are yeah. Red Sox fans. Like, you got to think about how there's so many different representations of a fan base. Yeah, so it's yeah, so yeah. hard to like pile them up together. Yeah, to pile them up together and say. Yeah. These are Laker fans. These are like even Raider fans. Like I, I know that they put themselves most of the time in a really bad position or a bad light because a lot of Raider fans we know are complete morons <laughs> when it comes to sports. I'm not yeah, calling them morons as people, yeah, but just when it comes to sports. Meet, sure. But 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 at the same time, I've met a lot of Raider fans Absolutely. that know football. Absolutely. That, and I know a lot of Laker fans that know basketball. Yeah. So I, I hate to do that. My point is if you're a Laker fan right now and you're looking at these trades and you're looking at what they just acquired in the last two off seasons, LeBron James and Anthony Davis, and you see that as a negative. Right. I really have to question your sanity <laughs> yeah. because how many franchises can say within a one year calendar year, yeah, they get, you get two top five players yeah. in free agency and you're building something like I get the fear of letting go of young talent because yes, losing Lonzo, losing Brandon Ingram, losing Josh Hart sucks. Right. But what you're getting in return supersedes that. And furthermore, if you really want to start getting mad, where was all the fake? Where was all this outrage when D'Angelo Russell got traded for nothing? Right. Where was all this outrage when Lou Aldang? We'll yeah, when Lou Aldang and Tom, Timothy Moskov were getting huge ass contracts. Where was that outrage? <laughs> well, the best part about it all is they kept the best player of the young core. Exactly, Kyle Who's Kuzma. The, yes, the best, and he's also the one that stayed the most healthy. Ingram and Ball might not ever. They might be injury prone busts right. for the rest of their career. Right. And it's it's projected that way because that's all we've seen. Yeah, and Rob Polinka might have might have uh, screwed up on the whole uh, yeah, cap space situation. I think we can. Yeah, he, made it he definitely made an ass of himself. Um, Rob Lowe. I don't know if he's Rob Lowe or Rob Polinka. Yeah, sometimes I swear I know, it's right? creepy. But sure. but um, but having said that, you make a great point though, Trevor, because of the fact that. Kyle Kuzma was averaging 19 points a game last season. Kyle Kuzma could be the, the third and he's the, the top three. He could potentially be the and fourth the option three. on this team whenever they go and get a Kemba or a Kyrie or, or, or a D'Angelo Russell. We've seen him have 38 That's points. what I'm saying. This yeah. kid can shoot from the outside. He can penetrate to the bucket. He's a smart, high IQ player. He's not a great defender, but he's also only, what, 23 years old? Right. I mean, he's still developing his Absolutely. game. I like the kid a lot. So, so – if I'm if I'm looking at it from a Lakers fan's perspective, I'm going, holy shit, man! This might not last forever. In fact, we know it won't. It'll last at best another three or four years when it comes to LeBron and having this this current genre yeah. of of the Lakers. But how how have these last five six years not shown you that this is the way to go? Because if you look at all the past successes of the Lakers and their dynasties, like you alluded to with Wilts, yeah. they all started when you went and got a big free agent. Kareem did not start his career with the Lakers. No, no, no. Wilt didn't start his career with the Lakers. Shaq didn't start his right. career with his Lakers. Right. I mean, all the almost except like Kobe Bryant, Magic Johnson, the majority of their legacy players did not start with the Lakers. Right, right, right. It's the yeah. NBA. Transfers, yep. Yes, oftentimes players go elsewhere and succeed. Right. That's the league we watch. That's the league we love. And LeBron is no different. Right. You need to embrace him. You need to embrace Anthony Davis because they are going to be what gets you back into title town. Am I guaranteeing they're going to win a championship or championships? No. But do I feel really good? Do I feel better about it now that I did a year ago when they had Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Lance Stevenson, JaVale right. McGee? No, no. That team was not ready to win titles. Right. They're ready to win titles now because you have two prolific superstars that you can build around and you still have caps space even though Rob Polinka yeah. tried to fuck it up. And you got the worst uh I mean unfortunately getting hit with injuries. That's a great K point. With KD possibly gone and you got Clay Thompson possibly missing an entire season. Yeah. They're, they're talking about he'll be back around All-Star break or whatever. But I mean you're at best. At maybe. best, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you're talking the Lakers are the team to beat this uh this next season. Depending on where Kawhi goes. If Kawhi goes to the Clippers, 
But we don't know who's going to stick around. And, yeah, because exactly. Pat Beverly might go elsewhere. I want, exactly. I want Beverly to be a go to the Lakers. Yeah, and that, and that could happen. That could, that's what I'm saying. The Lakers have, yeah. for the first time in a long time, because let's be honest, guys, Like if you want to talk Kobe, yeah. they were not a free agent destination back when Kobe was at, his, oh, at, was, at the twilight of his career. Yeah, Nobody yeah. wanted to oh, go there. There were players that were openly against playing with they didn't want to go there because because right. he was his 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 um his contract the last contract he yeah, put together destroyed their Absolutely. cap. Yeah, yeah. They had no Carl chance of signing other players. Once they won their last championship, I believe that was 2010. Yeah, After that, he signed that next big contract and, and it went yeah, and it went they went nowhere for the next almost decade now. Yeah. That's my point is that they're doing things, they're going back to what worked. Are they a mess? Yes. But as I've told so many people, it's a beautiful mess. But, this, <laughs> but as I've told other people, it's okay to be a mess as a franchise as long as your your stars aren't. Mm-hmm. Look at the look at the Patriots. I always use them as an example, and I can't believe I'm going to do it, but I am. Robert Kraft was getting tug jobs in Juniper, yeah. Florida, whatever it's place, <laughs> Jupiter or whatever it's called, Florida. Yeah. And they win the Super Bowl well, weeks later. We even saw in 2016 with the Cavs. They yeah. were a mess at, at major points of the season. They, yeah. You know, we doubted them sometimes, they, but they, they thrived with their back against the wall and they faced adversity and they came out on top. But not, I mean, obviously not every team does that, but sometimes out of a mess and sometimes out of chaos comes beautiful diamonds. That's my point. You know, so it, and LeBron has been, LeBron has been nothing but a, Class act professional he's in this offseason. He's been this quiet. Like the most he's been, quiet I've ever heard yeah, he's been doing family Snapchats with yeah. the Taco Tuesday stuff. Like mm-hmm. he has kept the peace. He's just let it play out and look what's happening. He's confident. Look what's happening. Yeah. Three, four weeks ago. Yeah, three, four weeks ago, <laughs> we weren't talking about this team being a contender and they were questioning whether they can go get free agents. Right. Now they just landed the biggest free agent and, and and that was available at the time. And maybe maybe Kawhi was bigger, but the fact is Anthony Davis. At his precipice is a humongous free agent, one of the biggest free agents we've had yeah. in years. Yeah. And now, now we're looking at this team as a title contender just with that one move. That's how much things can change. And like Eddie just said, a great point. The Warriors are so down now, and they're not going to get up anytime yeah, soon. Taking a year off, they have to. These teams smell blood, and that's yeah. what doesn't make sense about teams like the Rockets that are that are. Uh, whether all of it's true or not, the fact is that Chris Paul continues to set a fire under his own teammates' ass. I don't get it. He needs to shut his – I mean, I love Chris Paul. He's got to stop. I understand that James Harden probably has his issues. He has a big ego, things of that nature. That team has been so close so many times. Over the last three to four years, that team has been knocking on the door. Yep. And now their biggest rival, their biggest enemy, their biggest hill in front of their in, in front of their path yeah. is, is dwindling. Yeah, and instead Paul, of talking about this shit, figure it out. Reconcile amongst themselves and give yourself the best chance because Chris Paul, if he does not figure it out in Houston, they're going to trade his ass to Phoenix or Orlando. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you heard the report. I forgot what's his name. It was on there talking about the report how Chris Paul would go over there because James Harden liked to shoot his free throws by himself at practice. Chris Paul would like go over there and start playing on one on one with one of the rooks just to just stir up, you know, his his space of shooting and practicing his free throws and his shooting routines. Like, dude. That's some douche. Like, are stuff. you a teammate or are you is, against them? Yeah, I mean, you're, all you're doing is hurting the morale. Like, how are you helping? That, that's just that's some childish high school stuff, yeah. right there, man. And there's a lot of moving pieces still around the league. We don't oh, know where yeah. we don't know where Jimmy Butler's going to end up. Al Horford, the, Rockets Horford. are still talking about Jimmy Butler. Al I mean, Horford is going to stay a Raptors, so we'll see. You know, I'm, I'm, I, I would put I would put Raptors. cash. Yes, I will no, put cash no. on it right now. He is not <laughs> staying with Kawhi, the Raptors. Kawhi LeBron in the finals. It's going to be beautiful. Too. I'm telling you, he is not staying in Toronto. There, there's no look. If the, I, if I heard reports that he just enrolled his daughter in school out there, so I, and we also heard a report two weeks ago that he was uh, he bought a house out there, and that wasn't true either. 
Oh, my, I, heard, I heard they were going to give him a house. That the owner I heard, yeah. Th- there was, I actually got an alert on my phone that said to, he has bought land and a home. And then Wojnarowski and other people came out and shot that down immediately because that's not true. It's my point man, is this. Look at, look at this from this perspective. That team is old. They Dubai are. Why is most unconventional? I get duty. that. I get that. But he left San Antonio when, when they got old. Let's okay. If Tim, let's let's say this. Let's say Toronto's hold on. Though. Let's say Tim Duncan. Oh, yeah. Mono, yes, they are. Absolutely, they I mean, are. They if, Tom, that are if Tim Duncan, Mono Ginobili, and Tony Parker were like five six years younger, you think Kawhi Leonard leaves? I just think we saw the emergence of of Siakam. No, Siakam is a damn good player. Yeah. But is he good enough for, for Kawhi to stay and pass up on L.A. and make over $150 million and play with a contender? He's still going to make With the money. Warriors going okay, down. Okay, okay. He's so, still going to okay, make well, money, who, who do the Clippers have that's different than the Raptors? The Raptors I'm, not say, I'm not saying the Clippers are a better team. My point is the Raptor, he did what he needed to do in, in Toronto, a team he did not choose. Now he has the opportunity for the first time in his career to choose to go somewhere. He can go back home, play with a team that's good enough to contend with him, and make money. So think about all of that together. It makes more sense. Like I said, he is a different guy, but he's also logical. I mean, emotions generally help, generally guide us to making whatever decision we end up making. And I think winning a championship—we've never seen anybody win a championship in their prime, win a championship, and leave. It's never happened before. It's I mean, gonna I know it's, it could things happen. I'm not saying it yeah. can't, but I'm saying I'm definitely leaning toward him staying in Toronto. If he leaves Toronto, I will. I will be shocked. Yeah, okay, name, name me his starting five in Toronto, or start this four other starters we right now. What, it's gonna be different. Next, uh, that's next what I'm saying. Danny Green will be gone. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yeah. Marcus Gasol might still be there, but he'll be 34 years old. Okay. He's, still he's still good. I, I, well, I, I get that, but that's an older roster. Like, Siakam, let's let's be Siakam real here. Let's be. Let, let's get. I gave the Raptors a ton of credit right. on our last show. I did, yeah. but at the same time, they also benefited on the fact that one, LeBron was no longer in the East, and two, the Bucks weren't ready. Okay, but who's to say that Chris Middleton won't go sign there? Chris Middleton's going to get a max deal. Are the Raptors? Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing. Sure. Are the Raptors a free agent destination? Oh, making that much. When was the last time you saw a free agent go a big time free agent uh, go to Toronto? Dude, they just want a chip. Why would you not go? But my point is, it's a year to year. What Toronto has cannot be sustainable. They're one of the. You know what they remind me of? They remind me of the '94, '95 Rockets. They remind me of that team. Like it was like it was like the perfect time in between dynasties. Yeah, Yeah, like LeBron leaves the East, and they have like this perfect. Yeah, they've been knocking on the door. They go and get a great player. Like like didn't the Rockets go? Or didn't the Rockets in '94 going and Clyde Drexler? I think it was like it was like a perfect timing. It was like this perfect timing. That's my point. Is like what the Raptors have is not sustainable. It, it was great in its moment. We got to give them credit because they won the title. They beat. They beat the big boy. They oh, beat man. the He's big got boy. A whole country behind him, not just a state. A whole no. country. I don't think that stuff matters to him. I, think, I don't know, man. He, San Antonio loved this guy. Yeah, but he felt betrayed by. He won Finals MVP. Toronto's done nothing. Dude, Toronto's gave him all the all the load because they want to keep him. They let him sit out any game he needed. He felt like he needed to. They were kissing his ass. Exactly. I would too if I wanted him to sign. But if I'm a 27, but if I'm a 27 year old superstar, and there are two teams in the West in my old hometown that can get me, I get that. But he's from there. Yeah, that means something. So well. Yes, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm they're just, both awkward in the NBA. Yeah, it's just like, like we have a Toronto team, like a Canada team, and a, and a basketball team that's yeah. you know based out of the USA. Awkward dude. So it, it just fits him perfectly <laughs> yeah, yeah, because he, he's the oddball of the, I of, the like of any team. Yeah, I mean, I want the best for him. I, I think I don't know. Definitely going to LA would be nice for him, but I don't know what he. I just I'm trying to get inside his brain. And I just, I don't know. I just got a vibe that he's going to stay. I think he's well, he, you know, when this he is just, all getting recorded, and I'll remember this yeah, because yeah. I'm telling you, well, I have what, what, strong yeah, inclination. What if he signs a one and one? That wouldn't see, okay. And, the, and, and think about it. 
we, and we're going to talk. Well, I guess we can t- finish up this segment with this. LeBron Here's the thing. Kawhi in the finals, this offseason, this offseason is one of those offseasons that you have to capitalize because it's a buyer's market. Okay. Look, was it 2012 or 2013 when Mike Conley got his contract? He became the highest paid player of all time. I think it was 2013. When it, was 20, it was 2013. And everybody was signing these huge ass substantial contracts that they were paid. not worth. Mike Conley was not worth that money, but he made like $160 million. It was just stupid money. This is the same type of, for some weird reason, like it happens like every four or five years where uh, offseason comes and everyone's just trying to overpay for people, overspend on everybody. So now that people missed out on the Anthony Davis sweepstakes, now that we know that Kyrie Irving is not exactly an alpha male is going to want to go team up with somebody and have to play second fiddle. Now that we know all these other, and, and KD's hurt, and Clay Thompson's hurt, and the, and the free agent market starts to shrink, now you're going to have to start overspending on middle-tier players like Al Horford. So what's going to happen is you're going to see guys – like a superstar like Kawhi Leonard go, you know what? This is the perfect market for me to go get as much money as possible. Can the Raptors do that? Yes. But also with the money comes the other part of it. Does he want to spend his time in Toronto? I don't believe he does yes. because he he didn't choose Toronto. Was it successful at the end of the day? Yes. But that is that hey, to me. Paul George didn't choose OKC. Okay, but you know what? That's a separate thing because Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are two different people. And for some weird reason, Paul, yeah, Paul George, George bought into Russell Westbrook. But he bought into Russell, West, Russell Westbrook bullshit. Russell Westbrook oh, yeah. finagled him. Yeah, he and it blew up in his face. All, yeah. They're never going to win a damn thing in OKC. You can put that on my gravestone. They're they're not winning a damn thing. They're winning next year. Paul George George screwed up, screwed up so bad. He could be playing next to LeBron James and Anthony Davis right now. Think about that. that. Think about Paul George, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James together. Perfect fits, OKC. A perfect fit who they've been knocked down the first round both times, both times, right? It was the first round this year, too. That's fine. Yeah, okay. That's my point. Paul George has never been the guy, though. He's proven that, dude. He's 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 a damn good player. He's had good one of the best two way players chances. in the league. He's had chance after chance against LeBron. Not an alpha. He had better teams against LeBron's teams. I mean, he had his chances, man. My point is this: that if we're talking to Kawhi Leonard, I I don't see he's how it's conventional, logical sense that he would stay in Toronto yeah. after what they did was great. What have we heard from his camp that makes you think? Otherwise, he's not staying. I'm just doing the math. I'm not saying I've I mean, heard anything. Camp is like notorious he's, for like not leaking. Yeah, anything. they're yeah they're they're mob quiet. My right, point right, is, right. if I'm doing the math and I'm connecting the dots for Kawhi Leonard, I don't see how it makes sense for him to stay there long term. And as far as this one year deal thing, that would make sense in most off seasons because that's what LeBron created with the one and twos and or the the, the options, the you know two year deal with the one year option. Those are smart yeah. in most off seasons. This year, yeah. people need to max out on their uh, their value because Al Horford is about to make some big money. Is he worth that money? No. Yeah. Kawhi Leonard is, and he knows that. So the Clippers would literally throw the bank at him. Steve Ballmer will throw the money at him and give him whatever he wants and for give sure. him a team he can tend to. Rivers would be perfect for him too. But <coughs> That's know, my point. I just want to see LeBron and Kawhi in the, in the finals against each other. That would be great. Uh, round three? Dude, that would be oh. epic. Man. Oh, I, don't, don't get me that wrong. That would be so epic. If he stays in <laughs> Toronto, I'm hoping too. If he stays in Toronto, I'm hoping that the Raptors make it again so LeBron can play him in the finals. That would be a great yes. matchup. Yeah, that would be so fun to all right, well, we've done our NBA talk for the night, got our fix in. We could keep talking about it if we wanted to. But, guys, we're going to get to what you guys like the most, and that is some Chiefs talk. Uh, there has been some uh, conversation, uh, and we've talked about it before, about the Chiefs being all in. Is it the right move, though? We'll get back to that after this. Midcoast Modern is a Kansas City focus on modern, handmade, and small brands. A resource for design-centric home goods, apparel, jewelry, artwork, and limited edition gifts. We support makers, artists from the Mid-Coast, and bring in goods from makers, artists around the U.S. to offer a unique selection. 
Casey Hardgoods is the brainchild of local Kansas City degenerate Scott Reinerson. Born from a passion of old materials and custom designs, specializing in reclaimed wood, burned art, and signs, and upcycled leather wallets and accessories. Follow Casey Hard Goods on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Casey Hemp Company, your most trusted CBD provider in Kansas City, shipping nationwide. Ancient plant for a new age health. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Casey Hemp Co. This is the Spoken Podcast. I'm your host, Lance Twidwell, here in the Casey Beard Co. Studios with my guys, Eddie Ortiz. Yo, yo, yo. And Trevor Twidwell. What up, people? Episode 17, segment number two. We're going to get right into some Chiefs talk uh, after we just got in talking about the NBA draft last night. Um, a little bit about the AD trade to the Los Angeles Lakers, what the Pelicans got in return. Uh, where's some of the other free agents going to be end up going? Uh, Al Horford, Kawhi Leonard, Kyrie Irving. Uh, is KD, I mean, we didn't really touch on KD as far as if he'll get a super max or not still by somebody else or by the Laker or the Warriors. A lot of questions still in the NBA, and we can continue to talk on that. But we're going to slide over to the football side, and we're going to talk about our favorite team, the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, we've touched a lot on Chris Jones's contract situation, and I've talked to a few of my guys that I trust, and it's been pretty quiet other than what Therese Paler has reported of, of late when it comes to uh, Chris Jones basically being of the mindset that, hey, look, if you took care of Frank Clark, who you traded for, who hasn't been here, hasn't proven himself as a chief, you better take care of me, who I've given you three incredible seasons, one elite all-pro season. You better take care of me, and you better get me paid what I deserve. And so, obviously, that's going to be something to continue to watch, to continue to keep a close eye on because of the fact that Chris Jones is a very valuable player. And Trevor actually brought something up uh, before the show started tonight that I really want to get into about yeah. Chris Jones and what – he thinks or what he's hearing, and uh, I got some thoughts on that as well. But Arrowhead Pride released something today that I thought was really interesting. I was reading before the show started. It's uh, by uh, Blind Tones 88 definitely follow him on Twitter. It's a pretty good article. Um, he immediately goes right into it because the, 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 the caption of the article is, Chiefs fans should feel a sense of urgency in 2019, which I think we all kind of agree, yeah, obviously. That, you know, 2019 has to be a year that right. Chiefs are – going full-fledged for the Super Bowl for the first time in a very long time, they feel like they can. Mm -hmm. And um, he goes right into a comparison of the Los Angeles Rams, who I think we all can agree was a team that went all-in for 2018. And he touches on that. He talks about the acquisitions of Marcus Peters, Aqib Tlaib, Brandon Cooks, um, signing long-term yeah, long deals with Todd Gurley and, and getting Aaron Donald locked up, which you know seemed like a great deal uh, for them. And then he goes right into still, even all that, they had a great season last year making a run to the Super Bowl. If they had won it all, I wouldn't have had any qualms. Should have won. Yeah, I wouldn't have had any qualms saying going all in was worth it for them. But they didn't win it all. And because of the aggressive moves they made last year, uh, their outlook for future seasons looked considerably worse. Going forward, they still look to be a strong team, but one but one that will likely be incrementally worse because of the choice they made in 2018. I prefer a different approach, building a consistent winner that gets to the playoffs every year. Sure, that sounds boring, but I think that over the long term, your odds are are probably a little bit better taking the conservative approach and spreading out your chances uh, to nag that championship title. In my opinion, holding on to valuable commodities like draft picks and being smart about contracts that impacts the precious salary cap space is a more uh, sound approach. Then he talks about the Patriots and how you know they are like the evil empire. Well, here's the thing. <laughs> For the most part of what he's saying, I, I do get. Mm. I, I because I've always I've always thought like I mean the common sense factor is yes you want to you want to spread out your success right but yeah but I, it's but in the NFL of all sports you you really can't think of it that way and I'll give you a prime example the Kansas City Chiefs uh, because they've been one of those teams that have played it so conservative for so many decades and we can go on and on and on about this but all you guys know that because of the fact that we have had zero well 
a little bit of late, but zero playoff success over our over our lifetime, guys. Yeah. And that's the problem is that the 2019 season has to be looked at a lot, almost not identically to what the Rams did. Right. That's what I was going to say. I'm all for that strategy and that way of going about it after this year. This is all that because Pat's going to get paid. Once Pat's paid, then we got, we got to really pay attention to our draft picks. Definitely make good picks and get guys in the, maybe maybe some veteran guys that want to come play on the cheap and, you know, fulfill, you know, certain duties on our defense and, you know, maybe some aged veterans on the offensive, whatever. That's something I think we can focus on doing moving forward with Pat for the next decade plus. This year is the year that we need to follow sort of what the Rams did. The Rams just failed at doing it. And we obviously, you know, failed last year. But that was, last year wasn't really an all-in year. This year we can definitely go all-in whether we sign, you know, somebody with some, you know, lock up Tyreek or lock up Chris Jones or do something with Chris Jones. This is definitely the year. to If we can go get a chip year this, this year, man, it changes the whole trajectory of this team. Because then we can focus on, we already have a, Proven Super Bowl winning caliber quarterback, you know, MVP already, you know, then moving forward, we have the stages set. We just got to keep the set, the stage consistently clean, you know, that's moving forward. That's something we can do. But this year we got to be all in. We have to be on. It's not even a question right now. Yeah. I mean, I don't understand. Like we've, we've had the debate, I think even on the show, I I think several weeks ago, I asked you guys, would you rather the Chiefs be all in or would we rather them try to build for the future. Yeah, I'm tired of talking about it. There's no question we need to be all in right now. Yeah, there's no question because of the fact that, I mean, besides besides the obviousness of Patrick Mahomes still being on a cheap deal yeah. and being the best quarterback in football, which is the greatest value in the NFL, besides that, we've had a lifetime, like I said, of insufficient success. Mm-hmm. And it's because, it's because of that exact mentality. Do I get the fear of going all in and failing? Yes, because I fear that. Yeah, but we're not going all in on Alex Smith. Here. Right. That's not what we're talking about. If we go all in and get the weapons we need in, on defense and offense with Patrick Mahomes, that you're you're almost guaranteed a, 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 a at least more than anyone odds wise to go get a ring. Right, and and that's what I'm saying. The Rams felt the same way with a cheap Jared yeah, Goff. But, yeah, that's, cheap Jared let's Goff. be real. Let's compare the QBs though. That's the, I, I get that, but Jared Goff has still been a very good quarterback. In it. Yeah, I mean, in the, a good last, system. Last year sure. he was an MVP candidate for over half the season. I'm not knocking him, but he's he doesn't have the intangibles. I agree. No, I'm right, not right, even right. trying to compare. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is, that look at the the identical parallel. You know, like uh, styles the mm-hmm. Rams and Chiefs have done for sure. They have cheap, uh, 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 similar offenses yes. for sure. Cheap, uh, cheap quarterback mm-hmm. with stud players. They went and picked up. Brandon Cooks is kind of the Tyreek Hill. Yes. yes, for sure. So, and it didn't work at the end. Do I think that that means that? Oh, well, that means that's how it's going to end for the Chiefs. No, I don't believe that because I think that, to be honest with you, I think the Rams ended up losing that game ironically because of Sean McVay. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to get all into that as far as why the Super Bowl was yeah, what Bill it was. Yeah. But I think, no, no, I'm saying that, I, <laughs> yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. I said he got starstruck. He got in his head, before, for sure. Jay Binkley, oh, yeah. my boy Jay Binkley has talked about this a hundred times. I heard times. the audio of that. It's yes. embarrassing. He was basically kissing his ass, oh, bare ass. Yeah. Like, it was like, Mr. Bill, it I, was just embarrassing. Let, I just want to let you... Uh, um, You're my hero. I love you. Yeah, exactly. That was almost the exact audio. That is what was going on. We uploaded it to Pornhub after the show. Yeah, they uploaded it on Pornhub, I'm pretty sure. That's my point is that I think that Sean McVay got a little starstruck and yeah. he he got his ass beat by his hero no. and not ass beat. He's got a bright saying, coaching future, yeah. man. I love that guy. Yeah, my point is, my point is that's the, I think that's the ultimate. <laughs> I think that's the ultimate difference between yeah. the Rams and the Chiefs mm-hmm. is Andy Reid. I don't and believe we had our chance though too, man. Twenty years in, I don't believe he's going to get starstruck. Can Andy fuck up? Yeah, because yeah. he does. But the point is, is that we have the better quarterback, the better coaching staff, in my opinion, and I think the Chiefs are just geared up and ready to go because twenty eighteen they should have been in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. The Rams shouldn't have been in the Super Bowl in 2017. 
2018 was their year. 2019 is is the Chiefs' year. They should have been in 2018. But my point is, yeah. you cannot focus and fixate on what was and what wasn't. Now we have to look at this team and say, okay, we now know we're going to have Tyreek Hill this year. Mm. Travis Kelsey is going to be healthy by the season's beginning. Oh yeah, Sammy Watkins, I do believe, is primed and ready to go for a big year. Yeah. Damian Williams is going to have a full season for the first time in his career as an actual premier running back. The offensive line is sturdy. The defense is better than it's been in two to three years, maybe longer than that by the end of the next this mm. next season. You have a strong front seven. There's no reason in the world why the Chiefs' expectations aren't getting to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Winning it is one thing, but getting to the Super Bowl has to be the priority here. In 2019, it, the sense of urgency has never been bigger and never been higher. I don't want to hype it up, mm-hmm. but we've all been Chiefs fans our whole lives. And I can honestly tell you guys, and my 31 years on this on this planet, never once have I felt like the Chiefs were more geared and prepared for a Super Bowl run than this year. Yeah. Because last year we had high expectations, but I had them getting out in the second round. I didn't have them going any further than that. I had them losing to the Patriots in the second round. Mm. Well, they ended up getting the first seed and were a D Ford offsides from being in the Super Bowl, and I think they would have won. Yep. My point well, not is, only was he offsides, we had the ball in our hands. And that's yes. what and that's what we, Bob, inter- we intercepted on that play. That's, that's the worst yeah, part about it. And that's with Bob Sutton and no safeties. Yeah. So consider that for a second. But uh, I want to get to what Trevor was talking about before the show mm. because I thought this was really interesting because we were talking about you know just what, what what's going to happen with the Chris Jones situation. It's been an ongoing conversation. We we all talk about it in Kansas City. They talk about it on radio all the time, and and it's it's an ongoing thing, and it's going to be an ongoing thing until we final you know finally understand what is going to come of it. And Trevor, you had an interesting take on this. I want to hear it because I do dis- I do disagree. Yeah, yeah. And I, I want to give my thoughts. I'm on the fence. I, w- I want you to, I want you to give me what you thought. If it's even a real you know reality situation um yeah i've just been hearing rumblings about you know jalen ramsey and a possible you know trade situation with chris jones and Jalen ramsey i don't think it's going to happen i think chris jones wants to be a chief and i think there's going to get i think he's going to be there at, at, at camp but i've been hearing the debate of whether would would you take the trade offer if it was on the table for jalen ramsey straight up for chris jones because i think the money is going to be damn near identical i think i think chris jones is actually going to demand a little bit more regardless if he gets that or not but who would you pay more money to, or who would you think is worth the money moving forward? And I think I, I think we could afford either one of them moving forward, especially if we're not going to be paying Tyreek that we, what we thought we were going to be paying Tyreek. But having maybe possibly the best corner in the league on our defense with this front that we think is going to be solid enough, especially with this new coaching regime, regime and everything, and with Frank Clark now maybe one of the you know the top two at his position. Would you would you take that, or would you ha- bring that other monster along with Frank Clark on the front to eat up the middle, or would you rather have a, a guy that's absolutely going to shut down one side of the field on a nightly basis? See, this is where I'm at with this whole thing because obviously the thought of Jalen Ramsey being on this defense yeah. gets my pants shrinking. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I get what you're coming from. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I'm also looking at the other side of it, and I'm thinking of what we're giving up. Mm-hmm. And if I'm looking at this defense, what I've been what I've been saying since the moment I knew we signed Steve Spagnola was. They need to do everything in their power to have the best front seven possible. Mm-hmm. Although, yes, we all we all I think Ramsey's it. like the perfect Spags guy. We man. all we all get that. Yes, corner is a big need for the Chiefs. That's yeah. why I've been buying for Patrick Peterson and, and Xavier Rhodes and other guys because of the fact that I felt those were more realistic. Right. Because those guys are further along in their career, they weren't going to be as expensive as guys like Jalen Ramsey, which we would love to have. But you know, sure. you know, you're giving up star p- power to get star power, yeah. and so it really comes down to what your style of defense is. For me, losing Chris Jones in this defense would make more of an impact than Jalen Rose, J- Jalen Rose, Jalen Ramsey being in the defense. I don't know that though. We haven't seen this defense. This Here's new why. scheme with Frank Clark that we haven't seen. Here's it. why though. 
because Frank Clark um, by himself with uh, Alex Okafor, who's not a pass rusher, and, and Emmanuel Ogbo, who's not a pass rusher, is going to be doubled and triple teamed. Yeah, but they don't have to get to the quarterback like Chris Jones does. I, we don't I, need the sacks as long as they're batting down I'm passes not and they're about, the best at it. I'm not talking about just sacks, though. I'm talking about quarterback pressures. If you ask anybody, if you had, I guarantee if you ask Craig, I'll put money on it. If you go, go tweet Craig tonight yeah, yeah. and ask him who would he rather have in this defense, I guarantee he's going to tell you Chris Jones because of the fact mm-hmm. that pressure on the quarterback is more more important I don't know, than having a lockdown that. corner. I really believe I, – I, I know Craig enough to where I think he will tell you okay, Chris if Jones. You, so you're telling me right now if you can trade – Chris Jones for Jalen Ramsey straight up, you wouldn't do it. I would not do it for this oh, for this man. defense. For this defense, if we're talking all in year, I'm going to get that elite corner. If, if we were still in a Bob Sutton style defense, I would probably consider Jalen Ramsey because you need a stop stop corner. Think about this also. Oh, think Trevor. about but think about our division though. Do we really need to go get to the quarterbacks in our division? No, our division quarterbacks are not that great. But if we can shut down one side of the field against the, the we have some elite receivers in this division. Do we need that more than we would need someone pressuring the quarterback? I think so. I, I, again, there, it's a valid point to say, obviously adding Jalen Ramsey to your defense is going to be great. Yeah. My point is with the style of defense this team has and what you need in the front seven, Chris Jones answers so many questions. Think about what he did. I already think we're so deep in the front right now. I'm not, dude, well, I'm not downplaying Chris Jones at all. Trust me, I love the guy. Let's be honest for a second. We're not exactly deep at, at defense yet. I mean, no. Let's not let's do you lose Chris Jones depending on what we defense. get from Colin Sanders and all those guys. Who's repla- too. Let me ask you a question. Who's replacing Chris Jones right now? If you traded it, uh, we would have to, it would be a makeshift. It'd be a makeshift bunch, but I think we do have some guys that, I mean, I'm not, they're not going to be his, his level. Right. My point is this. I would, I would rather deal with the consequences of having average corners mm-hmm. with an incredible front seven than vice versa. Right. And we don't in know what we NFL. have in Sardavius Ward too. I think Ward could be actually a really solid player too. And, yes. And in today's NFL, yeah. it is all pass. It is all about the quarterback. Mm-hmm. And if you can disrupt the quarterback and have a superstar quarterback on the other side, yeah. I think you're better. You're you're bound for more success and than plus, having a shut down corner and, and, plus, and yeah. nothing in the middle. And I think this all hinges, this whole point I think hinges on safety play. Because last year we had no safety play. And this year we're going to see – Juan Thornhill, who I think is going to be an absolute stud and can be a day one, is going to be a day one starter with Matthew. We have those two studs in the middle now, playing safety, switching in and out, and you know, in, in the scheme, you know, moving bodies around. That I think hinges our whole success on our defense. Is going and to and that, that kind of, to be honest with you, that kind of makes my point. Though, yeah, no, for think sure. Because they can play corner too. Yeah, yeah. Because think about it. Yeah. Juan Thorn. Let's say, let's say Juan Thornhill turns out just to be a good player, mm-hmm. right? That one Thornhill would automatically be the best safety the Chiefs have had in two years. Mm-hmm. Okay. So then you add that, you get a prolific star in Tyron Matthew in his yeah. prime. The, your backfield is just that much better. Yeah. So adding Jalen Ramsey, although looks incredible and yes, would help. Yeah. For me, losing Chris Jones would make would make more of an impact than gaining Jalen Ramsey in this defense. Yeah. Because of the fact that you're losing so much up front, and that's where the Chiefs need to stay strong in Spagnolo style of defense. Yeah, I, th- yeah I, th- I just look at it long term. Like, who would I want more long term, Chris Jones or Jalen Ramsey? I feel like I would want Jalen. I feel like I would right now, and that's what makes me think Spags would want him. Of course, he would want him. You know, like uh, uh, more than a Chris Jones. Because there's some, some speculations that Chris Jones isn't Spags. There was some talk that that Spags came out when he watched the film and all the guys that he had from the roster. I. I'm not, I don't really remember the source. I think I heard 16 guys talking about earlier today that when he watched the film of Chris Jones and D Ford, he came out equal on both of them. How he felt well, on them. Maybe, and, 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 maybe and, that's if so. that has any legs or any yeah. feet to it, I mean, maybe Chris Jones isn't the guy for Spags. And I think they're going to follow whatever Spags wants. Maybe that's true. But the way I see it is like this. I don't believe there that. There is but, no perfect marriage. Yeah. Okay. And if Spagnolo says, look, 
Chris Jones, if if I can get an outlier year last year, if, you could say that. Look, if, if Chris, if Spagnuolo was sitting there going in a perfect world scenario, was saying, "Hey, look, I can draft you know Chris Jones or Fletcher Cox or any other like non Aaron Donald top tier right. rusher that you'd obviously take Aaron Donald." Right. But I'm saying like any of those other guys below Aaron Donald. Yeah, it's not he, common to have a guy he, that can do what they do. He might take someone else other than Chris Jones. I'm not saying that he is Spagnuolo's like chiseled perfectly cut fine-tuned player for his style mm. my point is you have a guy that talented that young at that position mm. that has done what i've said i've, I've, ta- I've said it a million times never missed a game has yeah. been completely disruptive for the quarterback not just in sacks but in pass defenses you can say the same thing about jalen ramsey in his position though too. My, my point remains though in this Possibly defense his in position. this defense if you're looking yeah. at ceiling for jalen ramsey or chris jones the ceiling, as far as effective effectiveness, yeah. I think Chris Jones would be more effective in this defense than Jalen Ramsey. Would. Oh yeah, and I, I agree. And he's now he's got an even you know he doesn't have a D Ford on the other you know on the ed, on the edge now he's got a Frank that's Clark. That's my point, right? That's my no, yeah, I do trust me. Either way, I, I'm I'm happy. Yes, <laughs> yes, because we're talking about perfect world scenarios here. Right, I, right. Jalen Ramsey would lock down whoever he guards Absolutely. every single week. But here's the problem: yeah. even if he's guarding those guys and he's shutting them down, if you're not getting to the quarterback, that quarterback's checking his second and third reads with no problem. Yeah. And he's just terrorizing. He's terrorizing. I, just, I'm, I feel honestly, I'm torn. I mean, I, like I said, I don't even know this is a realistic situation if we can even get Jalen. I Ramsey. don't think it is. Yeah, but. probably not. I've heard some. It's, it's, I've heard rumblings. Yeah. Um, but man, just just the, like it's damn near a wet dream for me just to think about <laughs> having him on the field and red and it's just ah, oh, bro, that would the, be. The report is is that Chris Jones is looking for about twenty three million a year. He's not going to get that. Right. He's going to get anywhere from eighteen to twenty. That's what the Chiefs are going to end up conceding. And Jalen Ramsey's made it very clear that he's not giving up, letting go any money. He's going to get his. I think the Jaguars are going to lock up Jalen Ramsey after this season. And they need, yeah, and a trade wouldn't really make sense for them to get Chris Jones because they already have some good edge rushers and middle guys. So Jalen Ramsey makes more sense to stay put where he is. And and, and to to my point about style, would Chris Jones fit the Jaguars? I don't know. I don't know their defense. I think he would fit anywhere. But the The dude eats up any line. So his value is even bigger. No, no, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) I I am just playing devil's advocate really for the for the Ramsey move. I I mean I like I said I'd be happy either way, but my heart I Chris Jones has a special place in my heart, man. I love the guy. I think he's a great vocal leader. He's got he's like a 12 year old kid out there just having fun playing the game he loves and I want I hope we pay him. Honestly, yeah. I really do. So I, I definitely think Chris Jones is gonna stay here for a long time. Yeah. yeah. And 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 Eddie, I don't know what your thoughts are on this, but I mean you've been over there having a steak, you know what I mean? I'm actually interested in what you guys have to say. Uh well the other day I was, you know, uh going through Twitter and uh I can't remember uh what article it was or who wrote it or whatnot. But they were talking about how more than likely, Chris Jones is is likely to be at uh, a training camp. Yeah, uh, he might not miss a day. He might not miss a day, right? O- only because he cannot become an unrestricted free agent because he's still a, a technically in his rookie mm-hmm. yeah. contract. We, we so, don't have to pay him. That's so the whole exactly. Thing. Yeah. So, with that being said, the Chiefs said that they wanted him uh, present in order to work out a deal. Right. I think that's fair, and, and I think that's fair on the, on the Chiefs' end. And, and and I think training camp will be when we'll see. Uh, if a deal is even going to happen or if a trade's going to happen mm-hmm. or what's even going to happen. Right. Uh, obviously Chris Jones being the player he is, he, he has really good potential to become even greater of what he is, uh, yeah. what he's shown so far. 
So if the Chiefs missing out on a on a player like that, it's just ridiculous. And just from knowing so, his personality, he doesn't seem like the guy that's exactly. going to want to play hardball with the like, franchise. Every day I on Twitter, don't. he posts like what, like uh, thank God or whatever, something like that. Yeah. He so, wants to be here, yes. and that's what you want guys that want to be. Here, At the not, end of the day, you, yeah. you got to secure your bread. Absolutely, exactly. yeah. I'm, like you he's said, worth we're, that money. We're all in here. We're all player first well, guys. I'm not denying for he's sure. not worth that money. He he he's worth every single penny he right. wants. You know what I mean? But. I think him and the Chiefs uh, will will get will get this deal done. Uh, mm-hmm. Might be somewhere in between twenty three and eighteen. So I think they're going to meet in the middle at twenty. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that sounds like a good number. Exactly. So yeah. I I honestly think Chris Jones will be a Chief for for years to come. Yeah, and and that's the this is the best part about it. He's going to be twenty five next month. The Chiefs sign him to a five year deal. He'll be coming into age thirty when they can get rid of him. And like I said last week with Trev. The way Brett Veach constructs most of his contracts, the first three years are going to be heavily loaded with guaranteed money. I guarantee you that. So if Chris Jones at age 28 or 29 isn't what he once was, yeah, they can get out of that contract two years early. So uh, the way I see it, there, it's only a benefit to lock Chris Jones up into oh, a man. long-term deal. Braylon speaks. They've been he's he's been gaining weight. Maybe he's going to replace. Chris. Okay, Scott. now we need to chill. Okay, <laughs> I, I was going to let you have the jail. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. I think Breland speaks him be a decent player, but he'll, he won't uh, be he won't uh, be he won't live up uh, to his draft potential though. Let, let's I don't let, think let, let's flip it over to the other side of the of the football. Um, we've talked about, and I'm I'm going to gloss over this quickly because Trevor and I went into pretty good detail. Well, I didn't really give detail. And I got called out on our uh, on our page on Facebook about how I told you guys there's stuff coming out, and, and I didn't tell you shit. I apologize for that, guys. That but you have to understand, asshole. You have to understand, guys. This is a, this is going to be one of the biggest stories in Kansas City sports history, and I'm yep. not trying to overhype this. This goes much deeper than sports. This even goes deeper than what we knew. And I'm just telling you guys, just wait for the for the stuff to come out. Um, it, you're going to – just trust me when I say when you hear Ice everything. Blue balls. Yes. I don't, just I don't just understand. Just understand when this stuff comes out, you're going to fully understand what the situation – how it all really played out and the truth of it and why I apologized so vehemently last week about my initial reactions to the Tyreek Hill situation. But I wanted to talk to you guys about something when it comes to Tyreek Hill real quickly. Um, the assumption is that obviously he's going to play at an all pro level, mm-hmm. but let's say, you know, he gets a two game suspension and there's still the distraction of everything out there. And he knows that he's going to have to prove himself all over again. And he's going to have to try to play for a big contract all over again. And only being 25 years old, that's not going to be a problem because if he plays another great season or two, he's going to get a big long-term deal, whether it's in Kansas city or somewhere else. But I want to ask you guys, because I do believe, and I'm sticking with this, I know this sounds crazy, but I do truly believe, and we'll look back at this during the football season, that Sammy Watkins is going to have a big year. And I do believe Travis Kelsey is still going to be a premier target for for Patrick Mahomes as time goes on, and they're going to utilize the running back position even more. Mm -hmm. Do you guys think there's any chance whatsoever that Tyreek Hill doesn't perform at a high level because of all of those factors this season? No. There's no doubt in my mind that he's going to be who he is, man. The guy, I mean, especially with who's throwing him the ball, you know, I think they they both make each other better, him and Pat. So, I mean, and then I think Travis Kelsey had the year he had last year because of Tyreek Hill, because defense had to worry about the over the top, him him open it, breaking the field wide open, and then Travis Kelsey can just feast over the middle or feast underneath. You know, it's I have no – there's no question in my mind who the guy is going to be. You know, and I think this whole McCall Hardman – Situation. I think McCole Hardman is going to be more of a special teams guy this year. Uh, he's definitely not a Tyreek Hill replacement, at least at this point. Tyreek Hill is going to go out there and be the cheetah man, and he's we're going to see a lot of deuces up this season. I, I really hope so. I really hope what you're saying, but 
do you, do you think he's going to keep that uh, concentration at 100% after everything that's been going on this offseason? Do you think his main focus will be on the on the field? I get it. It's his, it's 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 his game. It's his, it's his love. It's his passion. But at the same time, like when your private life is is being brought out to light like that, yeah. like the way it's been, do you, does your focus change? That's I think his focus is like even his more mentality. Like his yeah. mentality would would he be a hundred percent in the game? Yeah, that's that's the concern I have. Not because I don't think that all of a sudden he's not going to be the player that he exactly. is. Exactly. My thing is he has a lot riding on this season. A lot because of the fact that first of all, it's not technically over his mm. his whole situation. I'm not saying that he's going to be incriminalized because right. what I know, I'm not going to say like I said, but there's <laughs> I'm just trying to be very incognito about all this. But the point is, there's a lot still riding on what he does this season on the football field. Mm-hmm. If he goes out there and has a a clunker of a season where he doesn't surpass a thousand yards and gets close to ten touchdowns, then the Chiefs can justify not paying him much, and they can also use this off season as other collateral with it. Mm. And so there's a lot of pressure on him and we've never seen Tyreek Hill really have pressure on him. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get that he's a fifth round pick, so he had to prove himself, but he was also playing with house money because of the fact he had really nothing else to lose. Yeah. Exactly. No yeah. one expected him and to I'll be Tyreek Hill. Way. If he's going to, if we're going to win a Super Bowl, it's he's going to be a part of that. Absolutely. He's going to have to be a part of that. But, but he had an all pro season for the first time in his career. 2017 was a really good season, but last year was obviously his career year. Right, right. So he's budding into a superstar talent wide receiver where he is being respected across the league. So now he has, this this over him mm. and it's also the off-field stuff that we've been talking about literally for three months and so that's what my concern is is i'm not saying that i don't think tyree kill is going to be a baller because i know he is it's in him he's just a freak athlete and an incredible football player but with everything riding on him i think that it is valid to question whether he's going to repeat what he was in 2018 based that. upon the mental side of things because that does weigh heavy on yeah, players but if, if and when this stuff all clears up you know how much weight weight he's going to feel off his shoulders and just to go out there and just feel free to be with his boys again and play and you know and feel like because that, that that weight yeah, off his shoulders three or four when he gets back right that, and that's know? exactly what we're going to need probably right around right around that time say we have a little slump without him and saying, defense have to you know not have to prepare for him I, I get it like even if he's his name is clear and all that mm-hmm. but like you still have like your mentality like your private light was thrown out there you were blamed for all this shit yeah uh, we still don't know 100 percent of the details as to like like Lance said, he has some shit that I don't even – I don't think I even know what it yeah. is. So don't feel left out, guys. But I, I just don't think his mind will be at 100% this season just for the simple fact with all the distractions that are going on this offseason in Maybe. his personal life. I, 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 The brain works in many different ways, and, and I think that's going to be one thing that's going to be he- holding him back a little bit. I don't know. I, I'm not going to say he's not going to perform. Yeah, I don't see that but affecting his performance in the field. Because when you're on the field, you're in the zone. Everything else is secondary, dude. When you're playing – because I, I know I'm not like some athlete. But when I would – even when I play pickup basketball, I forget everything else that's going on right at that moment. I'm just trying to win whatever I'm playing at that moment. And I he's, he's kind of a different kind of guy. So I just think whenever he gets out there, he's all business, and we've seen it on his social media. You well, know, he's still working out. He's still very yeah. focused on this season. I've never seen. I, I've never. I haven't heard anybody talk about this or question this. That's why I wanted to bring it up because yeah. I, I am curious. Like, if that was it's a reasonable, yeah. I, I've just ha- I've yeah, heard nobody thing, bring this up. I've heard nobody sure. bring this up, and this is just something that was on my mind today, and I just wanted to bring it up real quick before we get done with this segment, guys. I wanted to bring this up because we only have a few minutes before the segment's over. Um, there, I, a few weeks ago, I asked these guys to, to bring up a topic that they were willing to die on the hill for. And I'm going to start with, I don't know if, Eddie, have you have yours or not. Let's but go. Something, that, an argument that you in sports just know that you're going to stand with no matter what, and you feel so confident in it. Go ahead, Eddie. Ronaldo, greatest player of all time. 
You just said Messi two weeks ago. No. <laughs> oh my god! You know what? No, stop it. Messi is Ronaldinho. The- okay. <laughs> All right, Trevor, go ahead. <laughs> Please give me a good one because I'm gonna have to have him hold the L. Now. Mine's such a homer one. Bring and it I'll, back to me. Mine's <laughs> such a homer one, and I don't even give a damn. In the next five years, Patrick, Patrick Mahomes will have two rings. I like it. I like. You have two rings, and he's going to be easily a top five all-time all right, quarterback. Bring it back to me real quick. Go ahead, you... Eddie. Slap it back. Ronaldo. He just won the UEFA <laughs> UEFA Nations League trophy. <laughs> Messi has a so now Ronaldo has two trophies with por- Portugal. Messi has not had success uh, with Argentina. I, I will talk about it a little bit here later on because Copa America is going on. So. With that being said, I honestly think now with the success and the trophies and all that stuff, I, I honestly think Ronaldo is the best player right, in the world. Fair enough. Okay, I'll give you that. But you did say two weeks ago the fucking Lionel Messi exactly. was the best player in the league. But just right, right after that, that's when he won. Okay, that's fair. When, I'll okay. give you that. Okay, uh, it's an update. I get it. Um, real quick, I was going to go with one on Patrick Mahomes. It was going to be that no matter what anybody tells me, he was better than Alex Smith in 2017. He should have started in Absolutely. 2017. We'd have gone farther in the playoffs. Anyway, I'm not going to go with that one, though. I'm actually going to go with Tom Brady is not the GOAT. He is, he is the most successful quarterback oh, of all time. He is not the greatest quarterback of all time. Those are two different things. That's not even a you hot put, take for me. You put any of the top five quarterbacks of all time with Bill Belichick, they're winning multiple Super Bowls. And in fact, they probably win more because they have more ability. Well, even admitted that with Aaron Rodgers. Tom Brady is a great player. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Yes. He is not the greatest quarterback of all time. No. He's the most successful quarterback of all time. There are two different things. Yep. He benefited off of playing with Bill Belichick in that system all these years. I'll leave it at the that. I know I'm going to get destroyed time. for that. I don't give a shit. So when we get back, Eddie Ortiz is going to fill in the cracks, and we're going to be giving out some L's. We'll get back to that after this. Commandeer is Kansas City's alternative apparel brand. They make unique Kansas City-themed clothing and accessories with a countercultural apparel. Find them online at commandeerbrand.com or follow them at commandeerbrand on Instagram or Facebook. Wasteland Society, an apparel brand inspired by the underground, the weird, the youth, post-punk, 80s and 90s pop culture and the idea of living life on the opposite end of the spectrum to the fullest. Hand-printed in Kansas City using an eco-friendly printing process on sweatshop-free garments that are ethically made in the USA. Find them. We are Wasteland Society on Instagram. Back at it again on the Spoken Podcast. I'm your host, Lance Twidwell, here inside the KC Beard Co. Studios with my guys, Eddie Ortiz and Trevor Twidwell. What up? So, we've cleared up our NBA talk. We've talked about our Chiefs talk. And uh, now we're going to be filling in some cracks, Ooh, and we have our it. we have our guy back, Eddie Ortiz. So I'm just going to let the floor fall under you right All now, right. man. Go yeah, ahead, go, fill go. in those cracks. A couple of things I want to talk about today. It's going to kind of take up quite a little bit of time. I'm just kidding. Mm. All right. So first off, we got uh, obviously the Women's World Cup. Uh, we we've had that for like I believe the past two weeks now, and, and it's been a great tournament. I I have no complaints so far. It's it's, it's been really good. But, been competitive in a pretty like I guess standard kind of level. Um, so, but I want to I want to uh, put my main focus on the women's national team, on the U.S. women's national team. USA. They've not only destroyed Thailand 13-0. They just uh, they destroyed the the FIFA World Cup record uh, by uh, scoring 18 goals and received or conceded zero. And in the group stage, and this group stage is only three games. So think about that: it's eighteen goals in three <laughs> freaking games. That's ridiculous! So it's unbelievable of what they're doing. They're they're making history. They're writing history. Uh, so seeing these women go out there and just keep on performing and performing and just not letting the 
the foot off the pedal. It's been amazing. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Last week I didn't talk about it because I wasn't here, obviously. Uh, but they had the whole controversial thing about them celebrating thirteen <laughs> goals. Oh, yeah, we, we oh, touched uh, on it. Yeah, we touched on that for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, my my side is, it's the fucking World Cup. Right. Give the like, biggest get stage. Over, get over it. These women have dreamed the entire fucking lives right. of scoring a goal in the World Cup. I get it. 13-0, it's outrageous, it's whatnot, show respect, blah, 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 this and that. I I don't see it. It's the World Cup. Yet, like, once again, this only happens every four years. You don't go to every single freaking World Cup mm-hmm. because of injuries or due to other other things, other players coming up. So Especially the U.S. I mean, exactly. <laughs> so yeah. if this is your first World Cup, second World Cup, third World Cup, fourth World Cup, celebrate every goal like it's the Preach. last one. Hell yeah. Preach Ortiz. You don't know when it's the last time you're ever going to play that game again. Let them let them have fun, man. Exactly. So especially in the World Cup. Now, if it was like a friendly and they did that kind of – then, yeah, I, I would have seen it as a, a little disrespectful mm. and all that because it's just a friendly. But when you're talking about the greatest stage of them all, the World There ain't Cup, nothing friendly about it. Exactly. <laughs> it, it's all competitive. Goal differential matters, yes. so you want to score as many goals as you want. Celebrate them. Do whatever you want. That, that, that That's all I'm going to say about that. Real and quick, Eddie, I suggested on Twitter the other day that from now on, whatever goal the women score, they need a Stone Cold St- uh, Steve Austin celebrate every time. <laughs> they bash those two Bud Lights together. And oh, that'd be I great. think that would be badass just that'd to like great. give a fuck you to everybody that's, that's told <laughs> I mean, how American. Exactly. Oh, we got to draw a line somewhere. Like, we oh, talked about that yeah, last week. Like, where the, Where's the line? There six nothing, no seven nothing, eight nothing. Like, where's it in? You know, what there's mean? no fucking line. No, Don't believe other people. Other Celebrate, people, ladies. Th- those people complaining. I know I might get a lot of hate on this. It's the people that got participation trophy. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So fuck off and yep. just <laughs> enjoy the show. Yep. We got we got the women going up against Spain here uh, on the round of sixteen now. So it, it's a uh, it's a uh, either win or go home uh, situation. So Spain is a really good competitive team. Uh, they're they're pretty solid, but I, I honestly think. The, the women's national team will will go up uh, will go up against Spain and beat them three one. That, that's that's going to be my score, and I, they will make it to the final. Uh, I will keep giving my predictions as they as they go on. Uh, now I want to move on to into the men's national team. Uh, Gold Cup started about a week ago, I believe, last Saturday. Obviously, I wasn't here again, uh, but Gold Cup has started here in the USA. That's the the North American tor- tournament that happens every two years. It's the competitive. It's another story, but they went up against Guyana and they won four zero. Obviously, Guyana is a. I don't think anybody knows where they're in the map. I know it's a Caribbean country, <laughs> but who exactly? But I mean, four zero. It's pretty good, but I didn't see much from U.S. men's national team. That I didn't see that dedication. I didn't. I didn't see that uh, the desire to win. I, I think. Uh, they struggled to even score the first goal. I think they scored the first goal in the second half. So this men's national team, I don't know what's going on. Uh, Christian Pulisic, obviously greatest player in that team so far, but I I just don't see the desire of them to win. They they Mm -hmm. just, I don't know if they can't find it. I don't know if it's the coach. I don't know what it is, but they can't, they can't seem to get the rhythm. Yes. They won four zero, but yet again, it was Guyana. Like, one of you guys, please tell me where is that located? Because right. I honestly do not. Sounds know. like it sounds like a delicious food. Pro- they're probably yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll take a side of Guyana. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that does Pro- sound good. Yeah, probably their players are like people that's like have regular work 
like right. daily work, you know? Yeah. So <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, we'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Uh, obviously, Mexico, uh, the favorite to win the Gold Cup, uh, obviously has been Rightfully hit so. with, yeah. Rightfully so. uh, has been hit with a lot of injuries and whatnot, but they did win their first two games. They beat Canada and they also beat, uh, I can't remember the other team. But. Guyana. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they did beat Canada in pretty much uh, in pretty extraordinary fashion. I think it was 3 0, 3 1. Uh, great game. Uh, Obviously, Raul Jimenez, the striker, a lot of people are complaining that he's not scoring goals, but he's creating opportunities. That's what people don't, don't understand. Yet again, he doesn't score goals, but he creates those opportunities for other people to score goals. So he's still getting the goals needed to win. He's just not doing the, the, the last play. He might be creating the play, but he's just not doing the la- the finishing play. A lot of people complain. I get it. He's a striker. He's He should be the one finishing it. But – when you have a player like him and he's creating all these chances, be happy that he's he's creating these chances for the national team to win. So that's that's my stand on that. I think Mexico is the favorite to win. Obviously, more than likely, it's going to be USA-Mexico in the final. It happens almost every two years. What will we see it this year? I don't know. With the national, uh, with the U.S. national team playing the way they're playing, I, I don't know if they're even going to make it that far, to yeah. be honest with you. But I think Mexico is the favorite to win. Uh, I'm not being biased here, by the mm. way. Oh, come on. <laughs> they don't even know what you look like in person, bro. <laughs> so, yeah. So, okay. that's I'm going to switch now to Copa America, which is the South American soccer tournament. Uh, so, all the nations, all the countries in uh, South America play in this tournament. Obviously, the biggest, biggest name on this tournament is Lionel Messi. Can he finally get that trophy for Argentina? Could he get that trophy for Argentina? I honestly don't think it's going to happen this year. Argentina is struggling to get it together. They have lost one game and they tied one. So they only got one point in a tournament which every country is competitive. You're talking you need to at least win two games to advance to the next round. They haven't even won one. They only have a tie. And that tie was because of a penalty that was awarded to Argentina uh late in the second half uh but i just don't see argentina getting that getting close or near to the final and that's where i was talking about cristiano ronaldo being the best in the world and like why my my stance changed and and i don't think it's ever going to change back to messi being the best in the world is because ronaldo proved that he can win trophies with this country he 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 put them in his back and he carried that team to the to the championships. He won the Euro Cup and now he won the United Nations League. It's a brand new tournament that they're trying out in Europe, but obviously something he's doing is working. Lionel Messi He's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Lionel, Lionel Messi, he can't he can't even I don't know. He he some something about him playing in Argentina just makes him a, a, a bad player. Cramp up, yeah. Mm. He's been to two straight Copa America finals uh against Chile. They both, they both were lost, and where was Messi? It, he was nowhere to be found. He was playing, but mm. nobody can tell me what he did or what he do or what he did not do. Uh, I, I just don't think he he uh, he has what it takes to be a, a, a like a great leader in this team in Argentina with Barcelona. He's great, no doubt about that. But when it comes to his national team, it's, it's just. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, now Argentina has to play Qatar. 
Qatar is a Middle Eastern country. They are hosting the 2022 World Cup, uh, but they're not an easy team. They they showed so far in these two previous games that they are not a country to beat. You know, being like, oh, they're too easy or whatever. It's Qatar. Nobody mm. fucking knows anything about them. Uh, do you play guitar? <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not. But guitar hero. Yeah. So. <laughs> With that being said, it's gonna be a hard, hard task for Argentina to to go up against Qatar and take that that easy dub. There, there's no way in my mind they're gonna. It's gonna be easy. Will they get the dub? Hard to say. I, I just don't have any trust in Argentina. I, I just don't have it. Mm-hmm. Will they make the final? Obviously not. That that's gonna be my stance, and I'm just gonna end it on that note. Yeah. Sounds good, man. Filled in those cracks just fine, Eddie. Glad to have you back, brother. And I will say a little side note, because uh, it is local for our guy and uh, uh, Casey Beardco representative, Graham Zussi just got elect- or selected to a seventh All-Star game. Oh, yeah, man. So that is uh, – that's he's – I would say he's Hall of Fame potential for sure, Graham man. man. So, if I, uh, they had one. If they had one. I know. that's It's unfortunate <laughs> they don't. But I think, yeah, they, no I think they need to start that up, and Graham should be one of the first guys in that. So um, thank you, Eddie, for that. I really appreciate yeah. it. Now let's get to our favorite part of the night. Boys, what's it called again? Hold, Hold this L. It's time to hold this L. I want you to do me a favor and hold this L. Somebody's got to hold that L. <laughs> the him, the her. I'm talking like caps lock L L L L L L L L Cool J stuff. Hold that L. <laughs> Good God, man! Hold this gigantic, <gasps> veiny, pulsating L. Man. You are one pathetic loser. You ignorant bastard. <laughs> oh, that was great. Oh, hold Sorry. this L. Hold this L brought to you by KC Beard Company. For the last five years, Kansas City Beard Company has been supplying everybody with beard and skincare products with 100% organic ingredients out of Kansas City. So visit them, kcbeardco.com. Visit them on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter as well at KC Beard Co. All right, guys. Best segment of the week. We finally have all three of us together after the last couple of weeks. We're all here. We're all stationed. Let's get some L's. Eddie, start with you, brother. Who are you handing all it right. to? All right. Might be a shocking to you guys, but I'm going to give it to the NBA. Hmm. Why am I going to give it to the NBA? Why? We did talk about it earlier today. On the fourth on the fourth pick in the NBA draft, obviously we all knew that that pick no longer belonged to uh, the Lakers. It got traded to the Pelicans, and the Pelicans traded it to the Hawks. <laughs> not only did the NBA not, like, I don't know what's going on, but the NBA didn't, like, uh, process the trades. I don't know what happened. I don't know how the NBA works, but they had this man drafted by the Lakers. They even gave him a Lakers hat when he knew damn well, and everybody in the nation knew damn well he was not going to Lakers. Mm. The disrespect that, that they're giving these players by by giving them hats of teams that they're not even going to see or anything other than playing against them. I, I just think it's disrespectful by the NBA to even do that, to even let them do that. They should do it like the NFL. When the trade is picked, uh, I mean, when a pick is traded, mm-hmm. that's the team that's going to get that pick. Yeah. Why are you going to disrespect this man and give him another team's Yeah, because it, it will forever say he was drafted by the exactly. Lakers. Exactly. It's not going to say that he was drafted by the Hawks. Right. It's going to say he was drafted by the Lakers, traded to the Hawks. Yeah, what a start. Yeah, uh, right. So, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. I, I just I just think it's just, just poor production, man. Exactly. Yeah. So, NBA, hold, hold this L. L.
That's a good one, Eddie. Trevor, who we uh, got? Mine, man? mine originally was going to go to uh, Rob Palinka. That, but that, I feel like that was too, and we already, already already kind of covered that a little bit. So mine, my fallback was kind of a it's it's an L, but it's kind of a W at the same time for what happened afterwards. Mine goes to uh, the pitcher from the Nationals, Max Scherzer. Mm, um, I don't know if you guys saw. Oh, yeah, it's it's more of a, a comedy thing. <laughs> but I mean, okay, this is this is one of the greats. You know, Max Scherzer oh, yeah. is one of the greats. Sure, Hall of Famer. He's a pitcher. Sure yeah, one of the best in the game. In the Hall of Famer for sure. Typical daily. BP, the dude is doing a bunting drill <laughs> and shanks. How do you shank a bunt? Well, look at the way he was holding the bat. He's holding like a dipshit. But I mean, he's, this dude's a yeah. dude, what a fourteen year old or fourteen year veteran. He was holding like a twenty five degree angle. What right. Are you and the, okay, so yeah, obviously we all most of us have seen the footage. Um, shanks a bunt routine <laughs> off his schnoz, man. Just breaks his nose. Massive black eye. But I will say, I said this is it's 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 an L for that part, but it's also W because the very next day, the dude goes out there and pitches seven scoreless innings and gets a W. So ten, with, ten I mean, strikeouts, right? Too. So with that, I mean, I can't knock it too much. But I was dying when I saw the video <laughs> of him just totally just shank that thing off his nose, man. I was like, that's something I would probably do. <laughs> Knowing me, that's something I would do. So I, that's, think, I would I hope to hold the I think, you're, I think you're one broken nose from being old. Yeah, Wilson, yeah, wow. yeah. I've almost got a hat wow, trick on the broken wow. nose spectrum there. Okay. Um, but yeah, Max Scherzer, love you, one of the greats. But yeah, to bunt that off your nose like that, no, no. <laughs> just a typical. You just you and the pitcher, just slow pitch. BP bunning. <laughs> I mean, it's like he was like, yeah, it was, just, it was, it was funny. The timing of that was pretty hilarious. Uh, so yeah, with that, Max Scherzer, you're gonna have to hold this L and the W and the W for yeah. sure, for sure. Man, no W's headed here. Yeah. I, I almost, I almost went with Skip Bayless this week. Oh, that was and and I that, really oh wanted to. And I, I hate that I'm even having to bring him up on our show because I hate I cannot stand I can't yep. stand the guy for multiple That's reasons. He's, he's full of shit. Yeah. He knows he is, and he right. just he, he's living off it's it. We're, we're giving him credence by talking about him. So he's I'm gonna stop talking contrarian. about. Yeah. Who I'm okay. A few years ago, we started hearing about the potential of the Boston Celtics mm. with all these draft picks they got from the Nets. Totally fleeced them by getting rid of Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett, and 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 totally relinquishing. From all of that, Danny Ainge is the man. Danny Ainge is, is going to change the infrastructure of the Celtics. He's going to bring him back to this dynasty, and they've had some success even as as to last year when they went to Game Seven of the Eastern Conference Finals. But LeBron and lost, yeah, but but LeBron, but but LeBron, and uh, hashtag but LeBron. Yep. And we've been sitting here going, okay, and I'll, I'll admit, beginning of this season, I was I was drinking the Kool Aid of the Celtics. Yeah, I was like, make me Hayward's some, there, make Hayward's, me some yeah. green Irish Kool Aid because I'm drinking it. Absolutely, because I thought that Celtics team was going to be the Eastern Conference champions. <laughs> Didn't pick them in the finals, but I had them in the finals. Right. Um, it's been absolute turmoil this season. Kyrie Irving literally did everything in his power to bring this team down. He's not a leader. He's a great player. Didn't fit Brad Stevens' system. That was obvious as hell when they went to Game 7 of the Eastern Conference Finals without him. He's building a pretty bad track record for himself. Jason Tatum has regressed significantly. This season. Yeah. This season. He was averaging, yeah. I think, like six and a half, seven points I still believe in the in him, second though. round of the, yeah. of, the, of the NBA playoffs. I still believe in him, though. Uh, Jalen Brown's a good player, not a great player to good this defender. point. Still young, but he's got time. Um, Danny Ainge deserves the fattest L of all this. I think it's the Celtics <laughs> I'm going to give it to, but but Danny Ainge especially because he's yeah. – he's. I, I thought even going into this season, they had a chance of getting LeBron. Perfect situation. And, and everything, everything has just needed. gone to complete shit. Now it's so bad that Al Horford is 
yep. declining options to stay there. One of the nicest guys in the league is Kyrie Irving is ghosted. Finger. Yeah, Kyrie Irving has ghosted him in this. That's yeah. literally been the the word. Ghosted. He ruined the he ruined the locker room there. Yes, he did. And yeah. now they're sitting here looking at a team that's consisting of Gordon Hayward, who's nowhere near the player he no, once was. Never will be. That Brad Stevens coddles. Brad Stevens coddles and is pissed off all of his other pl- teammates. Mm. We don't know what Jason Tatum's ever going to be. He'll probably be a really good player, but we don't know that for sure because, like I said, he's regressed this Terry season. Terry is most likely gone. Terry is most likely gone. They have a bunch of role players, some yep. good, solid guys, but nothing that makes you think, man, this team is on the rise. And like I said, just three or four years ago, we're looking at this going, they got all these draft picks, and it's, it is it is a free agent place, free agency place. People yep. like going to Boston. And they just got off these big runs with with KG, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce. There's no way in hell they can go downward. I mean, they might have a little lull here and there, but there was no way that they were going to go downward. That's exactly what's happened. Yeah. Now they look like a middle tier at best team, and that is a complete utter failure on yeah. the Celtics and Danny Ainge because they had the golden opportunity of golden opportunities to go and trade and get prolific players. They end up getting Kyrie Irving who ran them into the ground and now they're losing him, Al Horford, Terry Rozier, and yeah. we don't know what their two young stars are that they refuse to give up for Anthony Davis. So with <laughs> all that said, Danny Ainge and Boston Celtics, you can go ahead and hold, hold this L. L. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your time, guys, because that was very important to me to get that off my chest. So with that, Again, thank you all that is li- that have listened. Uh, we have our Patreon that's coming up. We will be giving out exclusive content for all of you that want to uh, support us on there. We will be giving shout-outs. We'll be doing uh, special content, whatever you guys would like Q&A. us to talk about Q&As. Yep. We can definitely do that. So definitely, when as soon as we get our Patreon up, we will be sending that link out to our Facebook and, and Twitter pages. So uh, be ready for that. And Otherwise, guys, thank you so much for listening. We're glad to be back here on a Friday. We will continue to do these on Fridays. Uh, episode 17 was a blast, like always. So for Trevor, for Eddie Ortiz, I'm Lance Twibble here in the KC Beard Co. Studios. Thank you guys so much for listening to our show. Until next week, we out of this bitch. Later. See ya. We're going to get out of this bitch. Thank you so much for listening, guys. See ya. You are tuned in to the I might actually stick. I might actually stick around for a little bit.